Hey y'all and happy Sunday. I'm not going to be on with you guys a little too long, but I got some things I got to definitely let y'all know. Um, first and foremost, I hope everybody had a cool and collective Thanksgiving. Mine's was pretty cool, but we are officially in the holiday zone. So I hope you guys are ready. I personally am not into the holiday spirit and y'all know why. It's a lot, but hey, I, what what more can you do? So... Tonight happens to be the Soul Train Awards with your girl Kiki Palmer hosting. Um, It's going to be different from any other Soul Train Awards show that you guys know. Usually the the award show is usually held in a building. This time around it's going to be held at Poolside in the Hollywood Hills. I personally, personally, so far with what I've seen, I'm not even going to hold you. I don't like it. I think Don Cornelius is rolling around in his grave as we're speaking. I don't know what the staff is so trained were thinking. I pretty much, me personally, I'm not saying it old being old fashioned and not sticking to the rules of a stadium or uh, a theater or somewhere where it's not too much going on. But outside, you're dealing with all the elements. You don't know if it was going to rain that night. You don't know if it's going to be windy that night. People are not wearing clothes that are for the weather related issue, especially if you're donning dresses, you're donning hair. I mean, who wants to be told or primped and prepped every five minutes because the wind is blowing your hair refusively? I would get upset, especially if I don't have a hairstyle that I feel like I want to blow off or, you know, it blow a piece of my track off or blow a piece of something in my face or my eyelash be running or, or if, you know, how hair get on the lip and stuff like that. I personally am not a fan of that. I thought that Soul Trade for this time... I don't know what they were dealing with. I just think that everything was thrown together so last minute. We didn't know who was performing. We didn't know who got nominated. We don't know anything. And I just think that they're just handing out awards and stuff of that nature. When you're thinking of a popular format of Soul Train, you're thinking of something that earned its name, kept legends for black artists. I mean, sometimes it did not give all the categories. It's just due and it's respect and put some respect on it in my opinion but you know that's what soul train was all about soul train personified dignified the soul the r&b ish of it all and perpetuated that and also paid respect to hip-hop even though Don Cornelius had a little issue with hip-hop hip-hop was still a genre that also gained its respect and still is it still is respectable out here and you can't deny that hip hop has has a little has a little something with R&B just like R&B has a little something with hip hop. Do they go hand in hand? I don't think so. They're definitely of its time and they can mix and and mesh well with each other, but I think each genre stands on its own. That's just my opinion. So, the awards air tonight. Um Janelle Monet got Janelle Monet got her award and um, the Spirit Award pretty much uh, broadcasted by Carol's daughter. And T-Pain is getting the Legend Award. Performances I saw so far were um, Money Long, Coco Jones, who just won Best Artist, and a couple of other um, and a couple of other performers. I have not been too current about it because, like I said, I'm not 
I'm not happy with the way they did the award show this time around. I, I'm not happy with the fact that they have it in the Hollywood Hills at a house. I, I don't I don't like that. I'm so used to the format of it being in a in a state uh you're on the stage, people around you, your peers. It being in a shrine or I wouldn't say a shrine, but like a theater or something like that where it, it's kind of, you know, all the production and all the things you see behind you. I don't know if they're trying to go differently. I, I, I'm just not with it. I'm sorry. Out of hand, out of line, out of order and out of bounds. So that's just me. Okay. So we're definitely going to get into this right about now because it's definitely a huge it's going off the internet is going off about this so i guess um after this took place last night this took place uh, this took place last night um at the falcons game over in atlanta um ti and tiny i guess their son we know king pretty much got into it with his parents um what all stimulated was the fact that i guess they were going back and forth um, King pretty much was recording. He was just letting them know. He was just letting them know about his upbringing. His upbringing. Now we know that T.I. and Tiny have been married for many moons. We know that they are in a blended family. Uh, it's a blended family. T.I. has. T.I. is the father of all his children. But it's different women. Different women. Okay. So. We know that Tiny is pretty much a mother to about three of the last children. That includes King, that includes Major, and that includes um, Little Eris. Okay. Now we know the four older children. That includes um, that includes Zonique. Zonique has a different a different dad. Um, Damani and Messiah they have a different mom, but. It's still a blended family, and so does Deja, his other daughter. We know that this is a very blended family. We see them on television. We seen them, <laughs> you know. We we know how blended of a family they are, and we know that Ti has. We know that Ti is a very successful and very legendary rapper. We also know him as a TV personality. So what he jaunt, what he deciphers in music. He deciphers in television. So let's just say he's a different person in both two of the categories. Now, Tiny, we've known her from Escape. We've known her as to being her, her being, her being legendary in the game and also making a way and a truth for herself of not only, not only being in a group, but also being a successful songwriter. Okay. Let's, you know, let's not count that. Okay. So again, if King, I mean, King. King has been very vocal when it has come to how he's been brought up. Okay. He's usually said that he's lived with his grandmother for some time. And, you know, of course, you know, grandparents are going to show all the love and all the respect. And, you know, I'm saying they're not going to, you're going to, you know, they're going to, you know, grandparents are the thing. Grandparents are everything. They're the ones who created your parents. So without, without, Without that, you are going to respect them. Are they going to let you do every and anything and what you want? Of course. Of course. They're not going to be disciplinarian, but onto a fault. But you're still going to be respectable to that level because at the same time and token, if they have that bond with you, if they've been raising you 
for for some time in your life you're going to channel the channel to the person that has raised you has cared for you has loved you and when i'm saying loving you that's loving you unconditionally unapologetically and 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 it's the deepest love that you can ever have they love you for who you truly are not what you can generate not what you can bring not what you have not what you was not what you is they love you just you break it down they love you in pieces they love you together they love you full they love you halfway but they still love you no matter what they see through you they see through you when you see you can't see yourself Let's put it like that. A grandparent's love is be- is definitely unapologetically. So is a parent's love. It's of a different scale. Okay, so like I said, a parent's love and a grandparent's love are very, very different. But is it the same? No, it's not. Okay, it's very different based on based on the child and the grandchild. So, okay, I guess King was recording and he pretty much gave his upbringing he gave us upbringing to the point where he said that you know he um he was with his he lived with his um he lived with his grandmother and i guess tiny took the phone and said yeah he lived with his grandparent because he got to do what he wanted to do he sucked the pacifier until he was 12 and then you hear ti behind her chiming on in and saying thing and and you know responding to that and he they say he would have temper tantrums and we would hold his breath and you know and so he went to his grandparents' house. I mean, for me, I wouldn't say for myself, but I don't know. I don't know how that would. I don't know how to take that. To me, it would feel. I, I would feel not jealousy in a kind of way, but for me to actually admit that and say that my child wants to be with their grandparent instead of me, the parent. To me, that would be kind of an insult because what am I doing as a parent that my own child don't want to be with me? I can understand if my grandparent watched them, you know, while I was away or watched them while I'm working or doing something. But to actually take themselves and be over there and live and have temper tantrums and wanting to and holding their breath. To change colors to live with their grandparent that that would be an insult to me as a parent because it's like you know i'm not doing my job as a parent what am i doing wrong you know what i'm saying so it got to the point where it kind of got explosive um it got it got to the point where ti was choking king they were calling each other like they were fighting two they were fighting each other like two cats on a hot tin roof in the street i mean going head to head you heard you heard the exchanges i mean insults cursing the n-word refusively like going back and forth and king was just letting them letting his viewers know that yo ti is portraying somebody that he really ain't my dad is portraying somebody he really ain't he you know how the young kids say he capping all that yik, all that yiggity yaggity smaggity he going back and forth and whatnot i ain't trying to hear that because he trying to he trying to front and ti is like i ain't trying to front you never grew you never grew up the way i grew up have you ever had a roach crawl on your face or anything like that and you know he was like, nah, anyway, you put me, I stand on it. I stand on it. I stand on my business. Da, 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 da. You know, 
you know how kids you know how today's kid, generation be talking now as far as the upbringing is how the upbringing as the kids are concerned we all know how celebrity kids i wouldn't say are treated but we know when it comes to when we know when it comes to celebrity children we know that some kind of take take it and take it too far and then we have some that live that live and just you know live bountiful you know bountiful lives now do we say that these celebrity kids are entitled narcissistic out of their league and don't know how to behave we can take it there and we also can say that is king spoiled is he rotten is he this is he that we can say to a certain extent but him going this way i do i say that it was definitely disrespectful on both parts i wouldn't say i wouldn't say no for him to be of a child and to be of an adult and to be a certain of an age yes because at the end of the day those are your parents whether you respect them or not remains to be seen but those are still your parents should they feel a kind of way that you're coming at them about the about about what's going on absolutely should they have conducted themselves in another in a manner in another way yes is it hard that you have your grown child coming at you absolutely are you gonna be in that moment where you're gonna try to see if cool cool heads prevail probably hell no because speaking from a parent i'll be honest with you i'm a parent and if my daughter came at me and she's 18 19 years old and coming at me like she trying to beat me like she trying to get me on some real sh like out in the street mm -hmm. oh hell is gonna break loose i'm not gonna i'm not going to think that you're my child and i'm supposed to feel like i'm supposed to back down and be quiet and be rational about the situation no because if you coming at me like you trying to g me and size me up oh baby we gonna toe to toe Period the goddamn end. Because I'm not going to come at the point that I raised you to be disrespectful. First and foremost, you ain't disrespecting me. I don't care. I don't care. And I'm not coming from that world where parents don't have to explain stuff. And this this your life. And I made a way for you. And blah, 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 blah. No. I come from that world where parents felt that they didn't have to explain a goddamn thing. And I was supposed to, and we were supposed to be quiet and just be grateful and be humble. Hell no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not letting history repeat itself. If my child has questions to ask me about her upbringing and she didn't like it, she didn't understand. I'm going to sit here and tell a little real E. True Hollywood story. I'm not sugarcoating nothing for nobody. And I'm not sitting here. I'm not sitting here telling you what you don't understand and what you don't know. I'm going to say it just like this. I I I, under, I I get where your feelings coming from. I understand that part. And I take full accountability for that. Because maybe I felt whatever I was doing was the best for me. And remember, folks, parents don't come with instructions. There is no cassette, CD, tape, no A-track, no nothing on how to be a parent there ain't no guidelines mama tell you there will never be days like this and your daddy did too you, we just don't come with instructions so most of us who had kids in the teens in the teens in the upper 20s 30s 40s 50s probably even 60s we had our first kid we be winging it some of us don't have the help some of us don't need the help and some of us feel that if we do get the help then it's quick to go back double in our faces and get thrown on us like we did something wrong.
Because people love to feel like if they help you, they need to be compensated appropriately. Or they need to throw that back in your face because they did you a favor. And in hindsight, 2020, you ain't do shit for me. Let's be honest. So, has the kids been... Has the kids' upbringing been to the fault where they're in a position to feel like they have been a little bit spoiled? Absolutely. But every child we know is different. There's some children out here that are appreciative of the lifestyle that they've been accustomed to. Some maybe did not want that lifestyle. They feel it was good for the it was good for the goose, it's good for the gander. But after a while, they're kind of like, nah. Especially if they feel that their parents have not been a part of their physical upbringing. And when I say physical, it's, 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 it's in a person's mind that you can, people like to have throw money thrown at them. Take this, take that. You can buy this, you can buy that. And others just want the physical, the emotional, and the mental stability of you being there. Like when they come home, you're there. Not locked in at work or giving the finger because you're on a phone call or something of that. They want your presence. They want you to be present, being around, being understanding and knowing what they're going through and not feeling like you don't have to explain things to them. It's not none of your business, none of your concern, none of your attribute. People forget that we're all people. We all forget that we're all human. We all forget that we have needs. We have wants. We have desires. We have to have understanding and in a climate where mental health and mental stability is it, it, it doesn't only matter it's it's prominent it's it's beyond anything because you don't know what a person is going through you don't get the negr the, the the whole destitute of what it does to them as as a human we could be the strongest the toughest the weakest or whatever we want to be there's a lot of people, including myself, that are going through internal damage. That things have fallen, that, that people have fallen on, on really hard times. And the hard times are now. This pandemic has changed every fucking thing. I'm not even going to lie to you. It has changed every fucking thing. And there have people who have continuously lost a person from this pandemic and constantly losing a person today as we're talking. So mental health is everything and asking a person, how are you? Not right, not today, but right now is everything. And maybe they don't want to talk about it. Maybe they just want you to listen without giving any critique, any opinion, anything. They just want to be heard. Fuck being seen. They just want to be heard. That's it. They don't want anything back just to be heard, just for someone to just listen and uh, and not coming from a place where I understand you or just because it didn't happen to me. I don't get it because that's another thing that people piss me off about. You don't have to. It doesn't have to happen to you in order for you to understand. You don't have to have that meet you there when it comes. No, hear me now in this moment. And see where I'm coming from. Not because you can relate. Not because of anything. Because you understand and you get it. And what can be. And maybe I don't want to take care of it now. Maybe I can't handle it right now. But I'll handle it when I can. 
And I think that in that moment, all King wanted to be wanted to wanted was to be heard by his parents that they that he felt that they dropped the ball. And instead of them coming to an understanding and not saying let cool heads prevail, they was you know it it got it got it escalated. And I think for him, he had enough too because he came in. You know, it was coming in at a. It was coming in at a, it was coming in like fast and the furious and then it escalated to the point of. So I just think that, you know, they weren't trying to, they weren't seeing eye to eye. That's how I feel. They weren't seeing eye to eye. And I felt as though, and you know, again, when it comes to, when it comes to both dynamics, like I said, I would never have my child come at me like a, like a dude, like anybody on the street. And I wouldn't say I wouldn't be able to charge back if someone was if anyone's coming at me I understand that's my child but at the same time my child also has to have respect also and I'm the parent that has to exhibit that but I also have to have respect for myself and I have to know that every child is not going to perceive me being the parent as the best in their eyes they are going to have different opinions different understandings different feelings and i as a person have to have to I, I have to own and understand and be accountable for that and letting them know that i take full disclosure and responsibility for that and be willing to change not for myself but to change for them to make them understand that yes i'm a parent this is what I do. And this is what I understand. It may have not been to the best of your liking. It may have not been the best to your understanding. But at the end of the day, it's not about you didn't wake up on a cardboard box or nothing like that. I did the best I could with what I had at the moment. And if it wasn't the best for you, then that's okay. I did what was the in the best for us and the best for me at the time. I'm not saying that kids don't understand that parents have to work to provide. Yes, providing is a part of the work. Providing is a part of making sure you have a roof over your head. Providing is making sure that you get the things that you need besides having air to breathe. You need the water. You need the food. You need the clothes. Where it's supposed to come from. But also the part of you. When, I, when you're coming in from home, you expect me to be there waiting for you with open arms. You expect me to come and get you at a certain time when you've been through a long day. You expect me to make sure that if there's something if there's something that you need to talk about, I'm here for that. As for my daughter, my daughter's in the young percentile, but she is also almost, I wouldn't say a preteen. A preteen. She's on the cusp. So she's growing, she's changing, she's moving, she's grooving at a fast rate, these, these kids today. This is my daughter. I let her know that the lines of communication with me are always open. I'm always talking to her. I'm always making sure she's okay in school because school is different from how I grew up, from what she's grown up from. School, school for her is very different now. These little scoundrels are out of control and out of line. They got mouths like a effing sailor. They they curse more the hell than I do. And ain't got no goddamn job. Back then, you would get your teeth kicked out if anybody heard you cuss. Because what they used to say, it takes a village to raise a child. Like I said, I'm from that era. Because if the person in the, in the back alley didn't know, if the person on the side did not know, you already knew that your grandmother knew by the time you got home. Period. And that was your ass. Crack. 
kick it foot and ass for real not even trying to be funny you knew your ass was grasping you got the hell home because my grandmother knew okay she knew because somebody told somebody that somebody told her that somebody done told her somebody you feel me so again we don't live in those times but I make sure that I tell my daughter how you act in public is a reflection on me. And if I have to come up to that school, it ain't good for no damn body. That includes you and everybody else. Because nobody should have to take me out from coming to your school. Especially if I'm trying to work my ass off to make a living. Not only for myself, but for you included. Because ain't nothing out here for free. Ain't nothing. And I've never heard the word free come my way, especially with all the things I do. But I do it with intent because I I know where I'm going to get in that next level. But I also make sure that my child is by my side because none of this would be good without her. And I've lost a lot in my life. And it feels far-fetched and, and it, feel, it feels far-fetched and it doesn't feel real sometimes. But I have to make it to what it needs to be. And even though certain things, I just feel as though I've lost a lot of lackluster for it because of what I'm going through on a very, intro, or very you could say, when say dark or personal level, it kind of meets that way to that point. But I still, I, you still got to go. You still got to go on. So for this young man, for me, for King, like I said, I really think that is it a cry for help? It's a lot of elements. But I also think that it's a reflection on Tiny and T.I. on the upbringing of this young man. And just because the other kids are not acting up or lashing out or going crazy doesn't mean that the writings are not on the wall. T.I. also kind of did a little thing, you know, where he aired out Deja's personal business on checking on checking her privatal status if you know what i mean like airing that out that's very damaging and that's very hurtful and it, could that drive her back into a dark abyss that would drive anybody out the water because that's personal you don't do that because it's like you treat it's like a double standard you treat the boys differently but you treat the girls a certain way nah that's not even cool so again just because the other the other kids have not lashed out or showed anything doesn't mean like i said doesn't mean that the writings are on the wall it's just that king is is up front with what he's doing is he letting the world know absolutely i mean with him going toe-to-toe -to -toe with his parents another thing oh that's that's a little step and go but also with the parents coming back and retaliating like ti did i also think that was a little bit but i'm a little catch 22 with that one because again if my child is coming at me with full force and if my child is coming at me with full force and it's not really a reason why and I'm escalating the situation instead of trying to de-escalate that. But if I feel like I'm being attacked, like if I feel like I'm being attacked, I think my I think my composure is out the window and I'm not going to be thinking until after the damage is done because I'm not going to be thinking with with all all my lights on saying that okay this child is hurt they need to be calmed down they need to I, i'm not thinking that if you're coming at me full speed ahead i'm not thinking those things just like you're not thinking that much my, my parent is supposed to be rational and this is okay and da, 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 because you're being disrespectful and that's coming out the woodwork and you're being disrespectful in front of everybody to me the parent yeah 
I understand that these are things that we need to, I wouldn't say talk behind closed doors, but these are things that need to be met ASAP. Like we need to speak on, on this now, but not on camera, not on, mm -mm. I'm not saying private business is private, but at the same time, this need to be spoken when cooler heads prevail and when we all can think, cause there's a problem. Because what you're conveying to me is you you didn't like the way you were raised. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with telling some. It's nothing wrong with actually sitting down with a parent and letting them know. I didn't like my upbringing. And again, if you're living in an if you're that type, if you're that child that's living in the era where your parents came from, where they wouldn't have, they don't feel like they have to explain or justify or anything to you. I would say just like this, get as much information as you can from them. And I wouldn't say chalk it up to the experience, but take, take away with what you want to take away with it. And if it comes to the point where you have to dismiss everyone at the same time for you to have a better life, then that's what it has to be sometime. Cause you gotta, you gotta know if you coming from that era where a parent feels that they do not have to explain anything or justify nothing to you, that's sad, but that's what they grew up in. I'm not saying you can't knock it until you try it. I come from that era, but for me, identifying with that when it comes to explaining things to my daughter, I'm never going to tell her that. I'm never going to tell her that. That is their time. This is my time. And I'm going to explain everything to you and give you, like I said, the Eat You Hollywood story. I'm not here to shut it all down and think of anything. I'm like, you know, like right off the rip. I didn't come with instructions. I didn't know how to do this parenting thing. I winged it. I did the best that I could at what at what I had at the particular time. Nobody swooped in and saved me like Superman with an S on their chest and, and their cape. I did this solo dolo by myself. Whatever your father, you know, did here and there, that was just what it was. It wasn't a full-time job like I did. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat nothing from nobody because it, it didn't happen. He wasn't hands-on like me. He was half-assed. I still had to make a way. He didn't make a way. I did. So I'm not looking for. I'm not looking for the fanfare. And all the go and glory. That go behind this shit. I'm not. I put you here because I wanted you here. Let's talk about it. And I love you from the deepest depths of the darks of my soul. Regardless how I feel. I put aside how I feel. And how and, and my, and my environment. To be here for you. And do for you. And I make sure that you're good. That's why I speak to you. That's why I make sure that we have an open form. You're open dialect to a point where you feel good. And for me, I feel that home is with the person. It's not with the building. It's not with the house. It's not with anything. Home is with the person. If a person mm -hmm. is home, that's what makes it home to me. So, I mean, it's a very, it's a very sad situation when you see the footage and how it, how is it, it escalates into World War Three. It, it is, it's very daunting, but it just lets you know that, you know, children are children, whether they're in the celebrity world or when they're the regular world. I mean, everybody's human at the end of the day, and that's just how that goes. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. But, um, I'm gonna get off this with you guys. I hope I will definitely let you guys know what happens on the next episode, but this is all I got for right now. So you guys enjoy the rest of your evening. I will see you guys sooner or later. I don't know. 
<laughs> you guys stay safe until then. Later.